Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 days free trial by going to howtokillanhour.com slash free. That's right. Howtokillanhour.com slash F-R-E-E. That's right. Now, to get stuck into over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So that is howtokillanhour.com slash free. You serious? Welcome to How to Kill an Hour. I'm Marcus Bronzy. And I am Ace. What's going on? Man, plenty of ways to kill an hour out there. But right now, you are killing one with us. I just want to say thank you to all of those who are subscribing and rating and commenting on iTunes, you know. Yeah, I'm loving the reviews, man. That's right. Uh, Also, when you subscribe with us, you get access to exclusive new bits, including a video I put up last night of Snapchat's update. Yeah. Um, It's mad. I I can't get it because of an old phone. (laughs) And that's where it's a laugh. And Give also, uh, I got to apologise, Ace. I got to apologise. Why? For the glitch on iTunes that made us the top technology podcast yeah. and the number one spot in iTunes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're moving, fam. Ace thinks I, I bribed m- somebody. But. I feel like you bribed, I feel like you did Nigerian four one nine, but we'll, we'll take it. It's fine. I didn't. I don't even know it. I've you not do, even, man. I've not even you got the link. Get me more followers. I've on not Instagram. even eaten an apple in the last week. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, bro. <laughs> but um yeah thank you very much keep commenting subscribing and rating us and um obviously the more people that get involved in the show the more love we will get so what have you been up to this week ace uh i've been recovering from i don't, I don't know some kind of i beef a throat chesty thing uh i got a swollen elbow and i've been coughing and stuff a swollen elbow you got yeah. raving flu and a swollen elbow i kind of read up about my elbow it feels like um, there's like some kind of fluid in it it's weird like it, it feels pregnant like it's hard I know an elbow is supposed to be hard but it's like enlarged did you have sex with your elbow without a condom I don't understand what that means oh because it's pregnant no no it's not that's not what happened but yeah you do sound a lot better than last week because you sounded tired last week I was mash up yeah man yeah it's this crazy. week I'm still a bit croaky but I'm back man you, you're back. I'm back. Back in the building. Yeah. Um. So how to ki- how how to kill a bit? What's yours this week? Um. This week I'm back on reality shows again. Sorry, Love and Hip Hop is just starting Hip Hop Hollywood, and um. Oh my God, there's a gay couple. All right. Uh, Ray J's girlfriend is probably the best looking female on the TV at the moment. Yeah. Her name's Princess Love. Do the, do your Googles. Um. And it's just ratchet, man. Good TV. Why are you into this ratchet TV so much? For what, what do you get from it? I think it makes me feel good about my own life. 
<laughs> what self self worth? Yeah, self worth. People look so terrible on TV. Yeah. Frigging, um you got to get love off exactly. of So that's that's what you've got for this week, yeah. Yeah. That's how you've been killing time. Really, kill a bit again. Yeah, man. Trash TV. Trash TV. It's the number one. You know, you are what you eat, what you consume, right? Do you think that some of it's going to rub off on you? Who else? Who else has gone a bit funny off reality? Are you gonna? No, you're gonna end up doing like a sex movie or something like that. No, I can't do that. Why? Have you ever seen? Uh, I even, I'm going to say it. Have you ever watched yourself having sex before? Yeah, all the time. No, not like you're not like in the motion. Like, have you ever filmed yourself having sex and then watched it after? Does looking in the mirror count? No, no. Because in what in the moment you probably feel like you're Lexington still or whatever. Yeah. But when you when you go back and watch it, you don't look you're less, like Mr. Bean. You look crazy. Like I I did it one time and I do this weird thing with my hand. And it's like, why the hell are you doing that? Like, why is that hand doing that? It's like, you like my hand go. It's weird. Don't what do, you do, do it. With your hand? Okay, so like, like you're going in, yeah. But my hand, for some strange reason, my right. I don't even know why it's my right hand is just doing nothing. Like, it's not like holding or it's not slapping. It's just like doing weird things. It's, it's, it's just very chilling. strange. Like, if it's it's almost like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm not even gonna go there, but yeah, it's yeah. I don't, I can't. No, so I would never do a sex tape. I wouldn't want anybody else to see that because I've seen myself having sex and it doesn't look good. I think it'll do numbers, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, not good numbers. It'd probably be like people would like the first comedy sex tape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm curious. Have, like, I want people to have laughs off me. But if it did numbers, if it did numbers, like if somebody said to you, would it's take always this on about board. numbers, Marcus, man. I just I think it can change people's opinions. It's about if it's somebody about threw numbers. a bill at you and said, "Do it," you would have done the sex tape and sent it to them by the end of the day. I think it depends on who the other person is as well. For a billion, Subo. No man, no one's going to want to see that. No one wants to see that. There's always a market for stuff like no that. One wants this to is see a that. weird world of freakiness on the internet. No one wants to see that. Anyway, my killer bit for this week is so much more sensible than yours, bruv. But I've not got into it yet. What is it's it? not being released. What? iOS 9, man. I'm waiting for that on my, on my, iOS 9. On my iPhone. Yeah. Okay. Because you get the middle finger emoji. Right. For, so for all of those waiting to say fuck you to their friends yeah. with an emoji, they can now do it. I think this is really irresponsible of Apple. How many kids have got phones now? Everyone. So why would they need the middle finger emoji? You know, honestly, it's been on Android for a little while. So I reckon they're just like, well, we can do it too. Okay. And they got a taco one as well, but I don't know how to cuss anyone with a taco. Weird. Yeah. Very strange. That's my killer bit for this week. Okay. And I've been playing a game called Crossy Road App. Check it out. That's fun. Crossy Road App. Yeah, it's about some birds crossing the road. Interesting. It's like one finger and you make birds cross a road and it's fun as well. When do, when does um, do, do the new emojis come out, by the way? Uh, the new emojis drop on this, probably the same day this podcast drops. Okay, so they're out now. Out right now. Yes. So you can middle finger anyone. Leave a review with a middle finger emoji. That would be sick. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's our killer bit for this week. But go. we've got a guest in here. He likes to kill a bit of time. Yeah. I don't know how he finds any. Introduce yourself, bro. <laughs> Kojo's in the building. What's going on? Kojo's in the house. going on? Bro, I'm with my squeaky chair. I'm just happy that you spent time to come here and see us, bruv, because you seem to be moving at a million miles an hour right now. Man, I'm moving at a million miles per hour so that I never have to move again. Do you sleep? Okay. No, no, I'm going to answer for you. You don't sleep. <laughs> I do. I do. How I many do. hours do you get a night? 
Listen, man, you know, no, I used to do breakfast shows. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm cool with four hours. Four, you day, can do four hours. That's all I'm used to now. Do you wow. know what? I, I four hours think, sleep, man. I think there's two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's two Kojos. And um, one of them does day, like day 12 hours, and the other one does night 12 hours. Mm. Or maybe one's in LA and one's here. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, but they yeah. both yeah they both got bills to pay so. for real <laughs> double bills yeah. double bills double bills. Um, but for those who don't know who you are, um, who are you, Kojo? Like, what do you do? Um, stand up comedian first. I think I think that's um, been my entrance into the industry and allowed me to do other things. Mm. Um, also, an author now, radio presenter, TV presenter, um, what else? Actor, yeah, um, writer. Uh, Everything, yeah, I think that was it, man. Not everything. everything kind of guy. How did you get into the comedy stuff, though? Um, uh, there was a workshop called the Comedy School that Rudy Liquid, um, comedian from uh, Northwest London, he um, he's kind of like looking for that like, new talent to get on the scene. Um, mm. I'd I'd been in America working with kids um, at um, Camp America, yeah, because I wanted to be a teacher as well. And um, you wanted to be a teacher? Teacher? Um, that was my backup plan. Football, innit? Come on. Oh, yeah, that that, that was it. Like I was football, I was even now. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I talk more about football than anything else. <laughs> yeah. I get into the most abusive <laughs> football <laughs> conversations on Twitter, boy. But but my backup was always like teaching, and um, had a weekend off and went to a place called Best Buy. Saw Martin Lawrence doing stand up. But I, I, when I bought the DVD, I thought it was um, video. Sorry, what I'm lying for. Yeah. Yeah. VHS, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, when, I, Netflix, when, I purchased, yeah, when I purchased the, purchased the VHS, VHS cassette yeah. tape, um, so you know, so you know, you lost like, a lot of young viewers. Like, like, what? Is what the hell? Yeah, what gadget is this? Um, so basically, um, yeah, um, I remember Martin Lawrence from a House Party. Yeah. So I thought it was a movie. I thought it was his own film, and then it was him on stage telling what, jokes. What was House Party again? Um, what? That was Kid and Play. I'm just playing. Oh, I'm, I'm being the youngers again. I'm yeah. being the youngers out here, mate. That dance that you see being done at house parties, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is the house party exactly, dance. exactly. Yeah, cool. So, so um, yeah. So Martin Lawrence on stage telling jokes, but I still didn't even know it was called stand up. Didn't know right. what it was. I just remember I was just dying. But what is like ten minutes in? I just saw myself on the stage doing the same thing. Mm. So then I was like, "What is this? I want to do this. This is what I want to do." Didn't know what it was. I came back, learned a bit more about it, um, the business side of it, and also the different aspects. Because when I tell people I went to the comedy school, they feel like, "Oh, this someone teach you how to be funny," but no one can teach you how to be funny. But right. I think that going there is what separates me from a lot of people because I learned the business side of it, and I also learned the little things like what's the first thing people see about you, like self awareness. I think if you control your what people see about you then you're in control of whether they laugh or not more. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, for example, my first thing would normally be my smile. That's the first thing that, that engages an audience and then the rest of it is, is, is whatever I've got to say, really. So so those little techniques, I think, you know, it's like, I always say it's like, you know, there's loads, of, we've all got funny friends that aren't comedians. Yeah. But like, the, for me, that's driving without a license. You can drive, but you're, you're not licensed to drive. Right. Do you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. stand-ups, licensed drivers, like you, you've actually, you know, perfected your art. And you're still kind of, um, you know, learning along the way, really. So, what, what was your set like in the early days? Is it very different to how you are now? My my, my set really was, um, you know, I was this young African kid, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? So right. for me, I kind of, I kind of, at the time, maybe like Todju was doing it. Okay. Genie Asheray, no one, no one else really. Mm. And um, and for me, I just kind of wanted to kind of maybe come from my angle. 
um but it was it was very simple stuff and i remember i had like this five minute routine that i'd learned for like two months but i'd never performed it right so by the time i did perform i looked like i've been doing it for a long time right but that was more frustration out of not being able to perform anywhere right. and actually getting it out do you see what i'm trying to say so again because i learned the technique of how to just keep going over the joke keep going over the joke taking away words that you know Get, make it get longer to the joke. Do you know what I mean? It's like you just want to be able to just get be precise with what you're saying. So, um, so a lot of it was like you know just being a young African in the, in the UK basically. Was time. you getting laughed straight away or did you? Die the first joke I ever, the first joke I ever did, the first <coughs> I ever done. I walked on stage. I remember they called me up on stage and then I was so nervous. But I thought with me, I I do extra when I'm nervous. Yeah. So I was I done, I must have done some funny walk to the stage, innit? Yeah. And then people goes, oh, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? And um, and then um, I went on stage and I was like, oh, yeah, where's all my Nigerians? And the place went nuts, yeah? And I was like, you know, all chiefs, I'm going in. Ooh. And that went boom. Serious. That was that was boom. That was it. And then wow. from then, I just had them. But I had like three jokes then. Like, oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, but you know, in comedy, three yeah. jokes can yeah, be yeah, really yeah, long yeah, if, it's, yeah. if it's awful. Wow. But that's all I really had at the time. But um, that was my first joke that I ever said on stage. And it was also kind of like my icebreaker. I thought, how can I get them on my side immediately right. before mm. they want to hear what I've got to say kind of thing. So, Because in comedy, I think you've got two seconds, man. Literally, you've got two seconds to engage people or it's rap. Because it's, you've it's been uphill. Doing it for real. You've been doing it for a while now, so I can ask you this. Mm. Like, can that go wrong? Ever like can, can, a, can a joke drop and you're just and of course, it, of how course do you, how, all the time. How do you how do you get past that? Because you like for me it's like why why am I you know, I look at it like this why am I who are you to go on stage and tell a joke right you must think it's funny mm. do you know what I mean so everything I say to me is hilarious mm. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say not everything to everybody else will be but they haven't come to hear what they want. They've come to hear what I've got to say. Right. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I have to make sure that what I think is hilarious or, or why I say it. Do you know what I mean? And and there's, you know, sense of humor is very personal. So not everybody is going to get your sense of humor or like your tone or whatever. But but they haven't paid for their opinions. They've paid to hear what you have to say. And like it or not, they, they leave with an opinion about you, not what they like. Mm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, so for me, it's just more about what my stories are, what I've got to say, and hopefully the majority like it, because not everybody will. Cool. And how did you turn that? It start, obviously, it started off as something you were just pursuing because you loved it. How mm. did that turn into a career for you? Hmm. I think um, it turned into a career when I became broke. Wow. <laughs> Because 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 remember when I did stand up, I didn't even know there was money in it. I didn't know you can get paid. Like I genuinely wanted to make people laugh. Like even to today, hence why sometimes I'll just turn up at a comedy club and just perform because I still love that 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 essence of of just stand up. Just what I'm trying to say and and seeing if I can make this audience laugh. Um, there's a different pressure when people know you and they they come to expect a certain level. So you got to kind of meet that as well. So sometimes it's just good to just jump in unannounced and just see what the, what the, what the vibe is, you know. But um. But for me, I feel like, yeah, just long as just long as I'm kind of doing what I what I I think is truthful to me, then it then it kind of goes down really well, really. Mm. So, yeah, I, I gotta say, man, I, I came to the early uh, comedy clubs, the Kojo's Funhouse mm. comedy, like them. What was it that made you want to start putting on your own events? I think the thing that makes me want to do anything is the lack of it. Right. Like, if you really pay attention to my whole career. I'm doing things that should be done. Right. Not not things that are, oh, I just want to do it because it's cool or there's girls there or like, I'm doing things that should be done. <laughs> I, you know, most of the things that I do, I don't, I don't want to do them. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? If, if there was like, if I'm in America where people do a lot of these things for you, then I wouldn't have to do a lot of the stuff that I've done. But again, I wouldn't be the person who I am now because now I've learned extra skills. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm. So I don't bemoan or, you know, or, or like, you know, be upset about all the stuff that I've had to do. But but the comedy club was because I, I, I'm post Rue McCoy. That's the biggest thing that we've probably ever had mm-hmm. in terms of black comics on, in, on UK television. And if you weren't on that, you weren't doing Hackney Empire and all the big shows. So we had to kind of break away and build a new generation of people that were kind of frustrated but, but, but through creativity. Mm-hmm. What, what was the Rue McCoy for those? Rue, Rue McCoy was a black sketch show. So, you know, if there was a reference in terms of American content, it'd be like a black in living colour, Saturday Night Live, that type of thing, a collective of black comedians who had been on the circuit and were doing sketches. You know what I mean? And they were household names and they were ramming out tours up and down the country. This ain't this way you ain't got no internet. So so what, what you get sent is what you know. Mm. Now there's options everywhere. Mm. This is what I'm trying to say. People do comedy for two seconds and get a booking, a paid a paid booking. But then it was like it came from um and what you was doing, what you was doing on television. This shit I'm trying to say. So yeah. So that's basically what it was. But but if you weren't part of that generation. You know, people don't know you, so why are they going to come and pay money to see some people they don't, they don't know? So what, we broke, broke away. Why Why has there not been able to be a new room? Like, I th- I'm pretty sure this conversation has come up loads of times. Mm. Like, why is there not... A, there's like... I can think of 10 comedians now from the UK that I think are hilarious. Yeah. Why can't they just link up and put together a, a sketch show like that? Why... This was like... Will McCoy was like over 20 years ago. Yeah. Why Why can't that happen today? I think... I think... Um, I think... A lot of the reasons are um, people people don't really rape black comedy. Wow! I don't think they rape black comedians. I don't really. Yeah, I don't. I don't because because you have to look at it as like when we come into a room, we don't we don't just fit in. We 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 literally like are headlining most comedy clubs. Mm. So TV doesn't reflect what's going on in the comedy circuit. Because most of the black comics I know are headliners. Mm. Do you understand what I'm trying mm. to say? You go to a John Glares in Swindon and you, they leave, you know, you leave the club saying, oh, you was my favourite. Yeah. That's not recorded. No one, no one's mentioning that. Right. That's not the reflection. You see, um, the Apollo mm. and it's and it's predominantly white comics or or now to, to fill the quota, it's Asian comics mm. or Iranian comics or, do you know what I mean? Like, we're not on that elite. And it's not to say that, that there isn't... Um, you know, there's nobody getting opportunities. <coughs> but again, the people that are getting opportunities aren't people who have any depth. They're people just to fill a box. You know, I've got this theory that um, that the BBC, for example, especially them, I have a theory that they pick people who aren't going to move furniture. Right. Meaning, meaning, okay, everybody's morning, there's no diversity. Let's, let's give somebody a show. That right. person's had no history. They've got no fans. They're, you know, they've been set up to fail. When they do fail, then it's like, oh, well, we gave him a chance. We it didn't work. And we tried. But right. if, you, if you give someone like myself who's got a fan base, a solid one, um, I'm not coming here to be grateful. I'm coming here to move furniture around. Nope, we're not doing that. I'm going to have opinions. They don't want that. Do you see what I'm trying to say? They don't want that. And I feel as though that's that's one of the battles that we were facing as, as black comics. But, you know, of late, um, just the other day, me, Eddie Caddy, Slim... Uh, Fumbi, Deliso, Champonda, and Annette Fagan recorded uh, Comedy Basement for ITV2, which right. comes out the week of the Mobos. Okay. So that's uh, another step in the right direction. Being 35 years old, I can only look at that and go, and what after? Yeah, mm. yeah. This shit I'm trying to say, so it's great. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to be ungrateful, but but what after? What, what was the reason for that? Because it's Black History Month? 
Like, like, and I, like, mobos, it's like, yeah, to, yeah okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're grateful for it, and hopefully, they look at it and go, you know what, we need to see more of this. Do you know what I mean? So, I can only hope, look, you know, look at that opportunity with um, hope that it's there's mad. more. Because, like, even like, as somebody that really enjoys comedy, mm-hmm. and I look at how it works in the States, it's like you do comedy shows in the States, you start making a name, you get a buzz, you get a HBO special. If that does well, you get a, a comedy, you get a series, you know what I mean? Yep. And it doesn't seem to happen that way in the UK. Like, your name's been ringing for time. Eddie did the O2 Arena. Like, do you know. After the Ota Arena, you should have you should be straight on TV. After you know what I mean, after everything you've achieved, mm. you've done MTV, you've done the, you should be on TV straight away. So and it doesn't it doesn't happen that way. And I just look at the t- TV and think, why? Like why is like because what is the point? because there's there's a, there's people in this business who want to say they've done something. Mm. Now I mean, look at look at a lot of the internet stars. Like they're building their own thing. Music stars nowadays they're coming ready. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no development money anymore. Like, and that's all gone. So people want you ready, but then they want you ready, but then they also want to say, "I found him" or "I told him to do that." This year, I'm trying to say, there's that because they have to look at their boss and say, "Well, what, what, why are you here? What have you actually done?" Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they've got to answer, say, "Well, you know, I've actually found this person and I, I've made this show happen." So when they, when you come to them like already done, it's like a blessing and a curse. Because you get the opportunity, but sometimes it's like if, you, if they don't feel as though they can have input, mm. then they they'll go to someone else who who they feel they can. And I feel as though it should <laughs> be as simple as you've just described it. That show leads to that show leads to that yeah. movie leads to. Mm. This year I'm trying mm. to say like, but there's there's a block there because it's still run by the same people that were running it 50 years ago. So you're saying the internet's good at getting you that that fan base now because you can touch with so many people but you still think there's areas that need improvement in terms of I mean you know I'm at the stage now where you know I I don't like I'm not bothered by things that are irrelevant and I feel TV's irrelevant at the moment like you can't tell me when to watch what I want to watch I watch it in my own time now Mm. so what is the benefit of of being on television anymore why is that such a crazy thing I, I feel like you know because of what I've been doing in terms of building content, writing content, if I go online with my stuff, I can guarantee you, you can see my numbers. TV, you can't, there's no evidence of it. Somebody can just say to you, oh, well, you only had this, but where's the evidence? Where's the physical evidence of how many people have watched my show? Because anyone can write anything down, but online, it's fact. This show, well, I mean, it used to be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but it's the closest thing you're going to get yeah. to um, how popular the, um, a show is or how popular somebody is. Do you know what I mean? And for me, that's more of the direction that I'm more interested in because brands don't want to pay for adverts that get skipped. They'd rather pay for a TV show and be the brand of it that's on for half an hour or an hour because then more people are going to be seeing your product rather than skipping because we all skip it. <coughs> mm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So that's where I feel like a lot of the content is moving. It's moving online, YouTube. People are getting shows on YouTube, getting brands to, to sponsor it and getting mad hits. So I, I, I think I'm thinking ahead rather than what's now and I think TV is dying man how did you feel about the Javon Prince show Javon Prince show um, I thought when he did um, phone, sh- phone shop yeah mm. I thought I thought it was funny um, do you know what I mean I, you know it was a popular show as well because I remember I only found out about it because I was on Twitter yeah, yeah. and um, I'd never watched it and then I thought let me check it out so so that's all I know him from but but again it's like you know f- he's 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 leaped who to get a show yeah a lot of people he's, he's leaped who do you know what I mean yeah. and then it's like you know because I, I know the ins and outs and, then, and it's funny that when, when things like that happen my phone rings yeah my phone rings and people say what do you think but, what, but I'm saying why doesn't my phone ring when someone's getting a show mm. do you know what I mean it's like, it's like you know my, my thing is this is that 
there's opportunities. There's a couple of other comedians who are getting shows, but my phone hasn't rung. There's certain people that I feel if you, if, if if a black comedian gets a show, certain phones have to ring. My phone has to ring. Yeah. Slim's phone has to ring. Curtis Walker's phone have to ring. If and if none of those three phones ring, your show ain't doing well. Right. Fact. Right. Because no one's proven otherwise yet. Yeah. Because those people know what it takes. Mm. Even if you get the opportunity and may you may not have been um, in the game as deep as us or as long as us, that's irrelevant. Have that that have that behind you though. Do you know what I mean? Have that behind you so that you get another series. Mm. Nick Cannon is a perfect example. Cat Williams is funnier than him. D Ray's funnier than him. Kevin Hart's funnier than him. But it's his show. Right. He didn't think, oh, they're funnier than me. I'm not gonna put them on. Because they might steal my shine. He, it's his show. It says the Javon Prince show. It says Nick Cannon's Wilding Out. Cat right. Williams can't do an interview without mentioning Wilding Out. Mm. If he's doing, if he's being honest. Mm. But he's going to be a huge megastar. And Kevin Hart as well. So for me, it's like, there's that fear. When I had my fun out show on MTV, I brought everybody in. I didn't bring the mediocres. I brought the, the big ones. Yeah. Because it's my show. I'm not threatened by anybody. I want this show to come back and continue to be good. And we've got about eight shows out of that. Mm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But I feel like when people get shows, BBC tell them, no, you've got to have this person. And you've got to have that person. And they're so happy for the opportunity that they say, yeah. But it's like you're, you know, you're sprinting in a long distance race that way. And I feel like you've got to get what's real behind you. And then you get to explore and experiment. Like my initial thought was oh, right, this would probably be like Kojo show. But just the fact that you're saying but right, they haven't even called me to come and be a part of this mm. is more of a thing than them actually even calling me to do the show. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's it's very because they should those you're right. Those when you those think that comment, there's there's no one you think of before me. Yeah, you're right. And like and it's weird because like if I this is this is where we're at, and it's not even like you know, I'm 35. It's just facts. It's all written down. When when Kevin Hart comes to Wembley Arena in front of 12,000, I got the call to perform. When Dave Chappelle comes and does a tour, I toured with him. I got people like Doc Brown and all these and um, Jimmy Carter and all them lot say, "Oh, brother, how did you how do you know Dave Chappelle?" These are people who are doing better than me in society's eyes. Mm. Mm. Do you what I'm saying? But they, but their phones don't ring. Why? When Chris Rock comes to the UK, whose phone rings? My phone rings. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But these people don't pick up on that. It's like, it's like they overlook that. And I'm saying, for the, for the fact that these things are happening and you don't know about it, people should be getting sacked. Yeah. That's, that's the way I look at it. Mm. And, I'm, and you know, I'm not say, sitting here saying, I deserve a show and I must have a show. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of what I do is development for other people. You, you lot know me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I'm working with other talents. It's not just Kojo's got his own show here. Kojo. I just done a movie with no stars. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I've just done a movie. No, with I, dis no I disagree with that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just no, saying. saying. No, but I'm just saying like I'm yeah. just saying like no no household yeah. names. Yeah, yeah. But because I have faith in them, someone else would be doing that. that that's mm. not my job. Mm. But I've had to make it my job. So I'm not sitting here saying um you know or begrudging Javon Prince or whatever. You know this half of this business is about relationships. Maybe I don't have the right relationships. Mm. It's not all about what other people are doing. I have to look at myself sometimes as well and say maybe I'm not making you know because you don't mean. You don't see me out on a lot of parties anymore and red carpet. I don't, because I'm not interested in that. I don't want to look good. I want to feel good. Do you know what I mean? And it, and what I'm doing at the moment makes me feel good because I'm helping the next generation. So, so it's interesting what you said about people like sort of leaping forward. Mm. How do you feel like this internet vine had stardom 
compares to people like yourself who's a comedian you're a comedian yeah. like you know yeah. you are how do you feel about people that are funny off six seconds or funny like got him and all that sort mm-hmm, of stuff mm-hmm. being considered the same level Listen, as yourself? Listen, man, let me tell you, you know how hard it is to be any kind of funny? It's hard to be any kind of funny. So when people are like, are doing the videos and all that other stuff, um, I just say, you got to do you. Listen, man, most of these people have, we've all got the same background of not having. So if you find a way to have, I can't knock you and say you're not a comedian because you haven't been on stage. Will, Will Smith's a comedian to me, but he's not a stand-up comedian. There's different forms of comedy. And I support anybody who's got off their back and isn't out there doing foolishness, but is finding a way to be creative and build a brand for themselves. Do you know what I mean? And, and good luck to all of them. And hence why your A-squeezies, your jazzies, and people like that who aren't stand-ups, uh, you know, Tolu does Don't Jealous Me. Mm. I'm bringing them in and we're doing films. Because I have to find a way to utilise what they do because they're not stand-ups. There's only so many videos you can do. Mm. before it gets whack and it gets a bit boring and it's like because not many people are making genuine money off it and not not over here anyway no one ain't booking you to host a party or none of that stuff it's like ha 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 move on to the next one yeah so that's a it's a big difference between here in the states like yeah. you can have a meme like the why you fucking yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. now getting yeah. bookings right mm. yeah whereas i don't i don't see that happening over here in the uk i don't think we've got enough I mean, because because we're, there's an element of fear in, in British people. Yeah. We don't really go in because we genuinely care what people think. Americans don't care what people think. <laughs> they don't. They don't care. And that's why you there's an element of respect to that because you like, right, like they, that man were fully went in. You see all the videos of man's harming himself and doing backflips and yeah. smashing. We, we, we do it with a caution. We, we while out, but we while out with caution. Americans don't. They do whatever it takes for the like. Wow! Anything for the likes. They do. Anything for they, the likes. They do. They do anything for the likes. Man, what's the weirdest thing you have seen for for the like recently? Um, girls who I respected. Wow! Showing show. You know, they 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 lose. Good women are losing out here, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> good women are losing out here, B. They're in second place right now. Serious. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're losing, and you know how they're losing because they're doing dumb shit. They're doing what, what girls that have nothing are doing. Right. I don't knock a girl that has nothing because she's, listen, I ain't got shit. Let me do something to get myself some shit. Right. I don't knock that. It's when you know a girl's got more potential. Yep. When I feel like I know you got more potential in you than just to do this shit. Do you know what I mean? You got people with Bible scriptures and then they got cleavage. Right? <laughs> yeah, what, what is that about? But, but, this is, but this is what I'm trying. And, and, and ultimately, it's like I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I don't mess up, you know, um, now and then. Like, we're all human beings, isn't it? But you can't, you can't all of a sudden like, you can't be always holy and spiritual or whatever. And the next minute, you, you, you know what I mean? It's just titties and and ass shots and and all of that stuff. And then, and then you want people to respect you. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And and there's a small group of people that you respect, and we've all we all we all have them in our circle. Where you're like, right, like that girl's just she's slipping because mm-hmm. she feels that like I have to do something to keep, to keep up with the mojo. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Keep up with the flow and and all these people that are getting so much attention. And always, it's all the, it's all the, you know, the, the, the loose ones. Is there like the gap between the way they are in the States and the way they are in the UK? Is it getting smaller and smaller? And smaller? Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, is it getting smaller? Like in terms of like, oh, like we see what's going on over there. I mean, we need to talk about your LA adventures anyway. Yeah. But like in terms of what they do in the States to get likes and there's Instagram models and are, are we getting so much closer we to don't the rate, UK? Do you know what it is? I feel like we're there. I feel like really? we're there. I think we're there, but we don't rate each other. Right, right. We don't rate each other, man. UK people don't rate each other. It's like there's 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 different levels. There's a level of 
Stormzy is killing it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So you look stupid if you're not supporting him. Mm. You stand out now if you're not supporting him. Crypton Conan's album come yeah. out. You look stupid and you look like a hater if you don't post their right. thing. A lot of people think everybody that posted it wanted to. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real for a minute. Yeah, you're right. But if you don't, it stands out. If you say anything about Beyonce, it might be legit. Mm. But you look stupid saying oh it. My d- there are people that get terrorised. I think Kid but, Rock said something about Beyonce yeah, now yeah. on his Instagram. Yeah. Every single picture he posts. Is it you that told yeah, me that? So yeah, there's like bees under the beehive. Yeah. But I'm it. saying, but you look yeah. stupid saying it. And you might have facts and figures and everything. Yeah. But you look stupid saying it. Isn't that a shame though that you can't, that you kind of, people are giving into the peer pressure in that uh, way? Of course. But, but again, it's like, it's like, for me, I just feel like, you know, back to your point about the, the, the UK versus America. I just feel like once we start rating each other, like, you know, I heard, I've heard Wretch's album. And I said, for me, he's on the level of J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Jeez. I'm not saying it because he's British. I'm saying it because he's a dope MC. I'm saying it because he's got bars and he's, he's got that intelligence. Mm. But because he's English, people's like, whoa. We're the first ones to say it. We're the first ones to say not, like, not, it's, like, it's not like Americans are saying No what you mean man Like we're the ones that are going Whoa Because we don't We don't rate ourselves And if I can't rate Rich I can't rate myself That's the way I look at it That he's one of the best we've got 100% And I hear his new album And it's music It's not It's not like a, just a hip It's music When a man's putting music out there you got to respect that So why can I pay So much to hear Kendrick But I, I, can't, I can't rate someone That lives down the road mm. do, you know, do you know what I mean And you have been involved In music as well Kojo Radio career too. Mm. How did you get? How did you get into that? Radio for me came just because again, like my route was stand up, and um, and I built a, a, a you know a fan base and a and a, a personality via that. And then you know I'd been to Choice at the time, various occasions for like interviews and stuff, or sometimes I'd fill in for Martin J if he was away as a guest, and um, and yeah, I just you know I had done bits with one extra with yeah. Ace from like day one. And um, that's BBC and, Radio One Extra yeah. and Choice FM. Yeah, yeah, Choice FM now Capital Fair, Extra. Yeah, fair to say they were like the leading black stations. Yeah, in the UK. At the time. I mean, Choice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was at One Extra, people had Choice in their car. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like yeah. it, that. That was your def- that default station. Default, hundred yeah. percent. One and two because it had yeah. two frequencies, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is still some dumb shit. Yeah. I don't know why. That, in 2015, we've got two dials, but yeah. but for me, I feel like that. Is everybody's hot 97 in it? It's like yeah. Breakfast Club's on top right now, but hot 97 realistically probably is still on your, yeah, on your, on your options on your radio. You're listening, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so for me, it was like, and I grew up listening to it, and I had opportunity to go to Kiss at, um, at one stage. I opted to go to New York, and um, because I felt like they were, they were trying to put comedy involved in it. And I think when you title something with comedy, there's that added pressure to be funny. Whereas if you just be funny, then it, it, it comes a bit, un, you know, more of a surprise. Yeah. And they tried to put me in this comedy. Even one extra at the time when I went in my own show, it was like, okay, let's figure out some comedy. Why? Why can't I just turn the mic on and let me do what I do? Right. Which, which is what I did at Choice. This year I'm trying to say. And when I was at Choice, they had the highest listeners that station ever had. So, so for me, I, I went in there and I had the impact that I wanted to because I, A, I grew up listening to it. And B, it was the perfect challenge for me because I felt like Kiss would have been dope, but... Would I have been really enjoying playing that type of music? No. And um, one extra at the time I felt didn't didn't want me. And and the opportunity for to get back into radio was good and I can actually have my own thing, do you know what I mean? And and yeah, and it, and it allowed me to genuinely put Kojo out there. Like it's not Kojo the comedian. Like you can't be a comedian at 
whatever time in the morning that's who you really are some days you you, you don't feel well some days you're you're pissed off about some personal stuff mm-hmm. like I'd, I'd let it all out on radio do you know what i mean and i feel like that's what endeared people to to me even more and then it allowed me to build new fans as well so radio radio is something that i'll probably come back to but not for now yeah, did you enjoy them? How was the mornings for you waking up that time in the morning? Um, uh, Ace used to just ring me when he had to cover up what Ace was like, bro, how do you do, how do, you do it <laughs> every day? Do you know what it is? It's like, I, you remember with, with stand up, you're with stand up, you're um, you're getting up at night, yeah. And 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 for me, that wasn't healthy because, like, a lot of I w- I'd spend about probably five hours in a day, I'd, I'd, I'd be at home and then I'd go out in the evening and do a gig. That's not enough, and I felt like you know um, one of my friends passed, and and it was a funeral where I was like this. It felt like I was being buried. That's the first time I've been to a funeral, and I felt like whoa, like and I, all I kept on going through my head was what would I do if that if this was my funeral? All I'd be saying is what I should have done, what I could have done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that from that moment, I was just like, I got to see more hours in a day. So when radio came to do the breakfast show, I was like hell yeah because it forced me to get up early, finish at nine. I got the rest of the day to 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 make something happen. Do you see, you gonna sleep it? after at nine o'clock? No, because you up. know me, I had to do all kinds yeah, of things, and I said yeah, to well. myself, I can't just do this and not continue. I have to be a new model in terms of radio presenter because this generation now we've got other things going on. We don't mm. just rely on 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 our main gig or whatever people think. Like you got to be building because you know we all know having done it. There's no loyalty in radio. None. You don't know. You don't get an advert to say, okay, you're, you're finishing in two weeks. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's not really much notice. <laughs> well, it's like, hey, can I like, have a little meeting with you? Yeah, yeah, straight yeah, after sure. your yeah, show. Sometimes after a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, like, can we talk to you? While you're on air. Why you're on air. So, but because I knew that, I saw some big names get dismissed like that. I was like, who am I? Right. So I always had a game plan from the moment I saw that was there ain't going to be a moment when they're going to tell me bye. It's going to be me saying, you know what? I've got everything that I want from this mm. for now and I'm going to move on. But what I did do was make sure I keep all my relationships. Right. Because yeah. in this business, don't ever leave angry or upset. Just leave amicable because you're never going to know who's going to be in what station, in what time. And there'll be a time when I probably need them and vice versa. Mm. So, yeah, good relationships. I'm cool with everyone there. Cool. I do. We, I don't want to talk to you about the TV stuff, but you also wrote a <coughs> book as well. Yeah, you writing. Um, was it called Above Romance? Above Romance. Yeah. What was that about? Um, Above how, Romance. Wait, what, sorry. How did you even get into writing a book? Well, you just woke up one day and said, "I'm going to no, write a book." No, How's that no. happened? You know, I, I wrote a movie called The Weekend, which which we can talk about in a bit. Yeah. But 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 I wrote that five years ago, and I was really frustrated with the lack of um, uh, opportunities that I was getting to to find investment and all the other things. So yeah. So what I did was I. I, I left it alone. Sometimes when you got a project, you got to leave it alone. Do you know what I mean? It might just not be the right time frame, you know, be entertained with other things. So what I started doing was writing short stories. You spoke earlier on about loving hip hop. Mm. One of the beautiful things and the frustrating things about loving hip hop is you got to wait seven days for the next episode. Right. And if you're, you're fuming, you're like, ah, oh, like, you've got to wait seven days for yeah. this. But it, it kept you hooked. So what I decided to do was write short stories, but I'd put them out on Instagram and I'd write chapter one on Monday and at five o'clock it'd be out. And then much, and then you got to wait till Tuesday, five o'clock for the second part. Yeah. So then it was like Monday to Friday. And I, I did that with Wasteman Diaries. Yeah. And, and then that, Hit home, everyone's like, Yo, like, come Wednesday. People's like, Bro, I'll be like two minutes late. And he's like, Right, where's the, where is he? Where's the chapter, bro? <laughs> come on, Kojo, man. Yeah. But then he just shows you who was he was actually paying attention to. Right. And then I did that, and then I did Above Romance, I wrote that, and then um, we did uh, what did I do? Confessions of a, um, a Girlfriend, 
and and all these other stories. And people were just loving them, loving them. And ultimately, it's, it's letting people know, okay, Kojo's writing stuff now. I'm a writer. And I wanted to do that. And just also get ideas of what people think. Because, you know, you go to cinema now, people try and guess the ending, innit? Yeah. yeah. It's just human nature now to just try and guess the ending rather than just be entertained. He's the killer. He's the, like, yeah. you do that straight yeah. away as soon as you yeah. see them. Yeah, That's it. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Rather than just sitting back and just letting yeah, it entertain yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. So what that did as a writer, it allowed me to... People, you know, without even knowing, were trying to guess how it ended. Right. So when they guessed it, I had to go left on them. So that was like a secret of mine where they would naturally be like, oh, I bet this is going to happen. And then and so I was like, if that's too easy, yeah. then I've got to go left now and make it more interesting. So it helped me with my writing. And um, Above Romance came up realistically because I know a lot of women and a lot of them moan about the same thing. And my mum always told me, if you want to get a woman to listen to what you're saying, write it down. <laughs> don't, don't tell her because you can say it in the wrong tone you can say it at the right time you know women are emotional we all know, like so, we all know people yeah. that done that yeah. and they're probably sitting here right now getting emotional <laughs> listening to this right now Soja help me but, please yeah, do you know what I mean? you told me this before yeah. but, but ultimately I was just like let me write it down because yeah. one thing about women is they love to read and yeah. they also they also um, digest things how they want it said to them right. so if you're reading it you, you, you take it in how you want it to be right. taken in mm. so I wrote this story about a woman who hates Valentine's Day. Because sometimes what we've done, we've advertised love as some corny thing. When, when relationships is the number one conversation ever. Mm. And it always will be. Relationships and sex will always be the biggest conversations ever. But we act like love isn't interesting or it's corny. So I, 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 I felt as though like I didn't want an, a six-year-old or nine-year-old girl to, to look at a celebrity that they think and then they're talking about, oh, forget men and all this other stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I created a story about this woman who hates Valentine's Day. Anyone who hates Valentine's Day, as far as I'm concerned, is either single or bitter. Yeah. Because you yeah. hate Valentine's Day, but Christmas is all right. Yeah. Easter's fine. Your birthday's... Eight. You know what I mean? None of those are media hypes, but right. but, but but Valentine seems to be yeah. whatever. So yeah. I, wrote, I wrote a story about a woman who hates Valentine's Day and her and her girls kind of go out to... You know, they normally do a girls' night out yeah, on Valentine's Day, but this year, two of her girls have found men. Right. So, you know, that thing of you don't, you're not actually single until you're the only one. Because that girl that you normally call, let's hang out, she's busy now. Right. So now you ain't got nothing but time and opportunity to get your shit right. It's the real single life. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and basically, it's that journey of, okay, here's the problem, but here's the solution. Everything I ever write, you will see a solution in it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I feel like you can, you can kind of counsel people through entertaining them. And that's, that's more of the writer that I like to be. Hence, Wasteman Diaries is about a guy who's from the road, but it's how... He says, I want to change, I want to change that, but it's all the distractions on the way to doing what's better for you. And knowing that it's not an easy transition, do you know what I mean? And getting into the mind of somebody who doesn't think better exists. Do you know what I mean? So those are the kind of things that I like writing, but giving them a solution at the end of the day. Speaking about books, Kojo, have you heard about Audible? No, I have not, Marcus Bronzy. Ace, oh. would you care to share that with me? Well, I would, because for you, the listeners of How To Kill Our podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 33 days trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. That's right. And if you fancy getting involved, all you have to do is go to howtokillanhour.com slash free. That's howtokillanhour.com slash F-R-E-E. I'm into my audiobooks. And if you're listening to this, you should be as well. Um, I checked out a book called The Power of Habit. Yeah, it's a sick book. <laughs> I'm not going to lie with you because it talks about how people can change their lives just through little bits of habit. And I, for me, I'm I'm a guy that likes habits. If I'm honest with you, Ace, like when I wake up in the morning, I like to have, and you're going to cuss me for this forever. I like to have exactly the same amount 
of porridge like to the gram. You're weird. Kojo's busting up. You're weird. And and I like and I I don't say I count the raisins that I put in my porridge, but if there are a few in there, there are a few extra. Like I would notice. Yeah, call it weird, whatever. But I'm all about my habits and stuff like that. But this is a book about how people use their pa- the power of habit to do really amazing things. You should share that information with like midgets, because you're sitting here eight foot. Right now. This could that might be the diet they need to to get into the club. I always I always ate my greens, you know. Always ate my greens. Um, so you yeah, you didn't cook them. You just ate them raw, innit? Just, just, I just, yeah, I just <laughs> ate them. Yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to uh, get involved with a thirty day trial of Audible, you can check out their range of one hundred eighty thousand books. Where do they have to go to, Ace? Uh, all you got to do is go to howtokillanhour.com slash free. I really enjoyed Waste Man Diaries. Uh, the, the the visual because I I didn't get to read it but I did enjoy the the actual show. It, it, would that continue? Because I know like you kind of left it on a serious cliffhanger. Like yeah, you, I think I think what I'm actually doing right yeah. now is I'm turning it into a full movie. Right. Because because it's weird now because like, I've just finished watching Power right. and I'm like, bro, this this is supposed to be a TV thing. <laughs> like I'm not even sure that I should be making it as a movie because right. I was like, no, at first it was like a like a top boy drama but I wanted it to just be different from just the traditional roadman. like right. it's not nothing to do it's, it was girls in there yeah. it wasn't even about that you see what I'm mm. trying to say but I'm just tired of that story so so then I, then I went to America and I was like you know, is there an episode 40 and I was like if there's no episode 40 then it's got to be a film mm. and that's the way they right. think Right. Yeah, you know I mean, if there's no episode forty, then then it's long. Make it a movie. So and then um, it got into Fifty Cent for it. Yeah. And then he oh, li- really? yeah he liked it. He liked it. And then somebody close to him said to me like he thinks it should be a film. So then I was like, okay, cool. So I've changed the name to Hustlers Ambition because I think that's the perfect name for it because it's it's and it's his track. Yeah, Fifty well. would like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. for me, it's like you know with the, his influence on things like power and stuff. Yeah, I feel like he'd eat this up so I'm writing it now as a full-fledged like feature film you know I want ASAP Rocky to play it seriously yeah that's okay. who that's who I want to play right. it. do you see what I'm trying to say so I've said that it's gonna happen and and yeah man like like I'm just I'm just trying to come with stories that help people Let, let's talk about LA because you, yeah. you up and left yeah and you went over you just went yeah. over there you got on a plane do you know what it is okay. it's like I don't want to say I've left. I yeah. just feel like I'm based there right now. Right. I don't see myself staying in LA forever. I just see it as like, that's just where I've got to be right now. What, what, what was the initial thing that was just like, I'm going to America to do this? Because, I mean, there's a lot of talented people over here mm-hmm. and not a lot of them get the opportunity to go to the States. Do you know what? What I, made th- you want to just get on a plane? Because Kojo sometimes needs to be the one that takes. Right. Do you know what I mean? What, what do you mean by that? By that, I mean, like, when I'm in the UK, I just give, 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 give. Right. Sometimes I'm not even in a position to give, 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 but that's just what happens. People come to me and they say, can I have? Because I know how to do a lot of things without money. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Or with contacts. So I'll create a lot of these different things and offer opportunities, but at the same time, it's like, who's give, who's given me an opportunity in the UK? Mm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? In America now, I can I can be the person who just sits back and collects. Do you know what I mean? Like, being on Wild Night with Nick Cannon was such an amazing thing because I'm not running around. I'm not worrying about if, if these people's getting paid. I'm not worrying about cameraman. Not, I'm just getting on there, busting my jokes and bouncing. Do you know how fulfilling that was? Right. Just to be the somebody that's looked after rather than the one that's always looking after people. Instead of um, overseeing the whole project, yeah, you get to just play your just, position just, well. Just to be funny <clears throat> and have no burden on me whatsoever was so refreshing. And to go to America and... And just be a comedian or, mm. or just audition for something. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And, yeah. and and be looked after. And I feel like 
I needed some of that element. But I've gone out there and then um, I started going to church as well. And then that's kind of given me a whole new outlook on life and really got gave me a better energy about myself because there was things there was things that I had to better about myself as well. And I feel like going to LA was great because LA is very laid back and that made me a bit uncomfortable because I, I'm more comfortable when I'm boom, 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 boom. It might seem busy to people, but that's when I'm relaxing. Mm. If that makes any sense. I can't relax when I'm just doing nothing. If I'm honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm being honest, yeah. brother. I don't... I can't comprehend how you... I'm like a spider, live. brother. Like you're uncomfortable, hey, yeah. You're uncomfortable if you're not busy. Yeah, what yeah. Saying. Okay, yeah. so okay. yeah. So when you're idle, you feel as if, now nah, this isn't... This, this is the yeah. opposite of a resting yeah. state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I okay. panic more then than I do when I've got eight things to do in one day. Okay. Like, I panic more then. So, but, but what that did was it gave me what I needed, which is, was to chill. Mm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes you just got to chill. You can't always be on your career because, you know, you suffocate it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And in order for your career to breathe and flourish, you got to let it go sometimes and not be on it so much. And I feel mm-hmm. as though that's what I was, I'm on here. Like, even now, I feel like all I've been doing is boom, 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 boom. Do you know what I mean? And, and making it, trying to make it work again. But in LA, I get to chill out. I get to look really at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got an amazing manager out there, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to go out there and get signed with somebody who's an incredible guy. And, and just see it from the American mentality of, why am I? Why am I feel like I'm starving in the UK? Is in terms of opportunities given to me, um, um, but in America, like I got a manager who will tell them anything they need to hear to get you in a room. That's mm. Ari Gold. Ari Gold. Yes. Like, yeah. You got. You got to be on that. Yeah. You got to be on that. You, like because then it's my responsibility if if I don't get something. Yeah. yeah. Then how, it's on me. How did a Brit get signed like yourself? Get signed over in LA? How do you make that happen? I think ultimately it's it's sort of the same way a Brit gets a visa. It's like you gotta you gotta be of some sort of credibility where you're from. Do you know what I mean? Like Americans say, "Who are you in your house?" That has that's all they care about. Who are you in your place before you want to come over here and I for us to take you seriously? Right. Do you know what I mean? And mm. and again, that's what getting a visa is in terms of working over there. They mm. say, well, "Who are you? What have you done?" Mm. So you got to pull out all your clips and your flyers and all this stuff that the radio bits that you've done, references from people who in, in high places that can vouch for who you are. And and essentially, that's how you get a good manager as well. Because LA is full of two people: people that can make it happen and people that bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Because more of the latter, right? Well, yeah, because you, you know, it's like you gotta be nice to everybody. Mm. You gotta be because you don't know who's who. There is no uniform, so the bullshit is get away with their bullshit. Right. Yeah. Because you you don't know they might be chatting the, the truth, and yeah. then you just disrespected the next Spielberg. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. this guy's a fucking alcoholic from down the road, and he's just chatting shit to you right mm. now. You can't be disrespectful to nobody and there's no uniform for who you people are. So you just got to have that mentality of, okay, I'm going to go through a lot of bullshit, but somebody's going to come up with trumps. Cool. It's, it's, it's important to do your work at home first. It's like, because people listening to this might look at you being in the air and be like, boy, I'm British. I've got an accent. The British thing's popping in the States at the moment. I'm just going to go over there and try a thing. Mm. Is it important that you've got the CV and, and the things that... Listen, like, you can, you can have that attitude, go to LA and blow. Yeah. But then that might just be your only opportunity. Right. I've I've earned the right to stay there. Right. Do you, do you know what I mean? And, and that's all I'm interested. Everyone's gonna get an opportunity, whether you're experienced, whether you're talented or not. Everybody in life is gets an opportunity. Do you stay in that opportunity though? Mm. How many people stay in that opportunity? That's all I'm interested mm. in. I'd rather have like seven hot dinners a week than one hot dinner, and the rest of them are cold. 
you know what I mean? Like, give me a warm dinner. Like, that's what I want. Give me a seven every day. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't want a ten if I'm going to get a two the next day. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Right. So so that's my mentality. Like, if it, I'm, I'm working to stay in my opportunities. And I've been doing this at a decent level for 15 years now. That's that solidarity. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, so for me, it's like, and I've seen people, even music artists, come and go. In 15 years, I'm still on my way up, I would like to think. But in, in the 15 years, there's been a lot of people coming and going. So it's about building yourself and having enough solid, solid foundation to stay mm. in opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are a good networker as well. Like, you're, it's fair to say you got a, you got a big phone book. Get me an international yeah. one. Like, how do you meet up with people? Like, how did you and Nick Cannon meet up? Oh, so so, so when I said to you about like the opportunity at Kiss and I went to America, um, I went to America at the time because I just felt a bit stagnant here. I was like, okay, I'm bringing all these Americans in. I'm doing a comedy club. But what's really going on? Do you know what I mean? It's like, what am I learning again? What am I learning? He's teaching me something here and I didn't think comedians were. So I thought, I was like, let me just go to America. You know, I, I'd been on holiday and, and I ended up on a TV show called Last Comic Standing and I got a visa. I got a visa and then I flew back to Vegas for like the semi-finals and I didn't make the final 10. And I was like, damn that final 10. I got a visa. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so for me, I, I'd already won and then I was like, this came into my hand for a reason. And then I did Def Comedy Jam here right. with Russell Simmons. If you remember a couple of years ago and he'd done the UK tour, so I hosted it. And then he was like, come to New York and we'll see what we can do with you. So he actually gave me like a job at Argyle, Argyle Culture, I think it is, his, his, um, his clothing line, just during the day. So I had money, and then in the evening, I would be just doing uh, stand-up. So I went out there, networked, and Estelle was out there, Royston was out there, a couple of people that I knew, Jamelia came out a couple of times, Dreddy was in New York. So there, yes, there was a little UK little circle there, and then it was um, Jasmine Dottiwala's birthday, and she's tight with Mariah, isn't it? So... Um, she came out and Mariah came to the, 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 the little birthday dinner and Nick came, yeah? And this is when they were just fresh. Like, All they right. were pops outside like... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Crazy. And... And Mariah Carey is sitting in front of you, yeah? But all I cared about was Nick Cannon. 
<laughs> because that is who I believe I have more in common with. Right. Do you know what I mean? And Mariah is like an amazing person and I, I genuinely think she gets on more with guys than she does with girls. But but Nick Cannon to me was everything, innit? And and I was I, I followed this guy, I respect the guy, and wild and out as well, like you know what I mean? And we just stayed in contact then. Literally he genuinely stayed in contact with me on via Facebook it was at mm. the time and um and then when Twitter came in he'd tweet me and be like, Yo, what's going on over the pond, blah blah blah. And I remember he tweeted me once and everyone in the UK went mad. And then and then he was like, I'm bringing Wild and Out back. And this was a relationship I had with him from 2008. And sometimes I think when people meet people, it's can I have, can I have, can I have? Instead of just be cool with people, man. Yeah. Just be cool sometimes. It ain't going to be can I have all the time. Just build that relation. Get into their circle. Show them that you're busy doing your own thing and that you can add to what they're doing. Because no one wants you to carry you. They want you to add to something that they're doing. So he stayed in contact with me, saw what I was doing. He's like, yo, I'm bringing Wild and Out back. It would be dope to have someone from the UK. By the time that phone hung up, I was at oh, Jeff, JFK. <laughs> I was at the airport like I'm in Terminal 5 <laughs> let's do this <laughs> you know something no luggage yeah, no, no luggage yeah, yeah. no change yeah. yeah. we're gonna ride this baby out <laughs> and, and for me it was like I was it, it was in my television do you know what I mean and mm. and it was just dope and he's he's a very very generous human being like there's probably not a better person that I've met who I honestly can say is so generous and it makes me want to be generous and know that what I'm doing is the right thing so when I do care about like the next generation or the young talent coming through it's because Russell Simmons always said to me like you know if you take in this business there's an expiry date but if you give you're always going to be relevant always because you're providing opportunities that's deep do you understand what I'm trying to say and, and then once that's that's always stayed with me so I've been like if Nick Cannon's doing it, like I, I would genuinely hand on heart say I'm the equivalent of Nick Cannon. I'm just in a place where it doesn't give you the opportunities that he's had. But there's nothing he can do that I don't believe I can. And I wouldn't try and rap though. That I mean that. <laughs> yeah, let's Sorry, um, Nick. No, I, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Wouldn't really, that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. But, but ultimately, I'm trying to do it on a way lower budget. But it hasn't stopped me. Do you know what mm. I mean? And it's given me skills that I never thought I'd have un unless you know I wasn't given opportunities. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So he's, he's definitely a good friend and somebody who rates me so yeah. how do they shoot wide out by the way like what's the process the process is um <coughs> basically you get like a football and a football is a sh uh the schedule and the schedule is okay these are the games that we're going to be playing and here's some suggestions for jokes just in case you find it hard or you don't know how to play the game and then you go back to your hotel room and you're like okay we're playing these games let me come with my jokes in it so you get 24 hours to kind of just go okay let me come with that fire and no matter how hilarious it is to you it might not drop. Oh wow! But what he what he teaches you is how to how to lose. Right. So, for example, if you drop something that's whack, yeah. don't just do another whack thing or whatever. Like, know how to lose in a funny way, and that's what makes the show so great. Because there's so many episodes that if he gets you today, let him get you. Don't come back with something dead and then just kill what just happened there. Do you know what I mean? So take the L. Take the L, <laughs> but take it in a funny way. Okay. It's like if I go on stage and I do a joke that's clearly not funny, I'd be like, "Well, I thought that was funny." <laughs> and it, it makes people laugh right, right. it makes people it's just those little things that if you get wrong you can have a really bad night or a really bad moment when you don't need to mm. it's just about owning the fail do you know what I mean right. so so that's what he teaches you but but in, but most of it is just they you know they, they pre-record it they play the games we rehearsed um, the games and people come up with their ideas and then you see if the games work or not and, and, and if it rolls we just roll but they let everybody do all the games and then they edit it to the best ones 
Do you know what I mean? So if you had a big fail, then they'll pull it on because it looks good for the show. Right. But okay. if you had a big laugh, you know you're going to be on there. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Okay. And you have to remember, like my first my first season on there, I was on quite a bit. Like, because oh, yeah, yeah. there's, there's about seven people in each team mm. and there's like, what, three games and then the wild style. So like three games to get all those people in ain't happening. There's some people that are just on the teams for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever come out because nothing right. was funny. Mm. Do you mm. know what I mean? So for me, my first season, bro, I came out like two or three times on every episode so I was like yo this is mad but it lets it lets you know that nothing's impossible like I'm this boy from East London Hackney who used to watch this show I created my show on MTV Base to be something similar to it but I ended up being on the original thing and that's just a blessing from God you know what I mean so mm. I, I, I put myself in these um, situations so I don't believe I'm lucky I I, I would say I, I've been blessed because I've, I've I, this has been a long process people don't see that and I remember even like when I went to New York and I came back people were like oh what happened in New York because they never saw no immediate thing but you got to plant your seeds sometimes mm. you know what I mean because it takes time for that tree to grow do you know what I mean and it's the last laugh that you want you don't want the first one you know so yeah I mean? it was like a, a f- f- six five six year process from meeting Nick Cannon to getting on so it wasn't an overnight thing you didn't just buck him hello hi and you're on the show because, so that's, that's a very good point I would believe that if I said can I have he would never have called me again yeah. right. that's the way I look at things yeah, you know what I mean and, and people like if you're listening to this if you admire somebody be your approach is everything your approach is everything if you're too much of a burden or you're full on it's just sometimes it's too much and I always look at it as like do I want someone being full on with me Mm. yeah I mean sometimes you could just be too much just say hi how you doing boom and then hope that next time there's a reference I met you at yeah. da, 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 then you can have a conversation if, that's she's, how bad, if she's bad though I might want to I might want to I, I wouldn't mind some over, how, overzealous hugging I, listen hey. no, no, that is how I used to get girls right. that is how I used to get girls I, I'd say hello to them and I'd be like hey boom and then I'd, 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 I'd buy them a drink and I'd cut out bruv all that girl's thinking I was raw, like, man, they even asked me for my number. Because women assume that you, that's what you're coming for. Right. But when you hit them with a, something that they ain't used to, they're like, what happened? What's wrong with me? Cause yeah. dropping yeah. the knowledge, bro. Dropping knowledge. <laughs> and then when you see them the second time, boom. Yeah. Easy. Easy that's work. What's, nice. what's it like? Obviously, you're known in the UK. But what's it like being known in the States, being on a TV show that's as big as Wilding Out? That's got to be different gravy going out there. It's, it's changed. It's <laughs> that's changed. That's got to be something else. I mean, do you know what it is? That show, they batter it. You don't understand? Yeah. And yeah. Repeats and, and, and everything. you're the only guy from the UK. Exactly. you so, got an accent so, from. God so, damn. It's like, so, there's Idris. Yeah. 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 That's, that's it. On, on Wilder Now, yeah. it's just you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you, if you saw it, I wasn't trying to be American. Like, I owned that British thing. Like, I owned it because I was like, this has to change. Even if they didn't find me funny, this has to change because Americans are very, they're very like, they've got the perception of Britain that we're all Mr. Bean, innit? Yeah. All dry, deadpan humour. We're not physical or theatrical. Yeah, you know what I mean? But when they see you with a snap back, you've got a swag to you, there's an attitude, you've got the latest Jordans on. They're like, whoa, like, Mm. what is this? You know what I mean? And it's just, Opening in 2015, you shouldn't be asking if there's black people in. They're like, that's ignorant. Yeah. You got the internet. You got Google now. <laughs> there's that's that's ignorant though. Do you, you understand what I'm trying to say? But but they're still asking those dumb questions. Yeah. So I got to be the person to take it on the shoulders. They may not laugh, but I'm gonna change their perception though. Mm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And just through being confident, like I could not have done Wilding Out eight years ago. Why not? Because I would I was I wasn't developed enough. Right. I'm I'm my own man now, so there's nowhere in this planet I can't go where and be comfortable. Right. Whether you dig me or not, ain't gonna throw me. I can only do what I do. Do you know what I mean? So 
because of that confidence, I ended up doing the stand-up special as well. I saw that. Which yeah. allowed me to really get into it on my own bit. So, and that, I got standing ovation. How was that? How, how do you be funny in America, in America, as a British man? How, how did you have to adjust your comedy? My, my, I had to adjust it. You know, certain things, you just got to tweak words, innit? We are so knowledgeable as British people, as Europeans, because we soak up everything from around the world. They don't. They don't. They don't know what waste man is. You gotta explain mm. that to them. Instead of just trying them trying to figure it out, they don't. They don't want to do all of that. I had a woman say to me, "Oh, you should have said dollars instead of pounds." I was like, "Why? Why can't you calculate that in your head? It's, it's only currency. The number hasn't changed." Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the level of people that you have to entertain, right. and they're not gonna walk out saying, "Oh, I learned something." They just want you to make them laugh. But I've been around the world. I've travelled, so I'm able to adapt my my set slightly, but still remain who I am. Hmm. Did you did you while out out there like in terms of like I can imagine like not maybe not your first time out there but once once you started getting a bit more fame out there mm. like going to clubs and were you were you ever irresponsible out there were you, did you did you take advantage of the fame and the British accent and being on TV Do you know what and it being is? Nick Cannon's friend Do you know what it is like because I I look at it as this man there's a lot of people who are Nick Cannon's friends yeah Do you know what I mean like I'm one I'm one of many I just feel like like, I'm genuinely about the business because I feel like when you are, you get what you want. You ain't got to go to a club and get a chick. If you're about your business, that chick's coming to you. Right. That, that's what I'm on. I'm on, I'm on um, being so busy with my talent and being creative that BBC should call on my phone and have a conversation with me. It might be egotistical to some people, but that's just the mentality that I have. I, I'm not here to be good. I'm trying to be great. And I feel as though you can have a conversation with me because I'm busy over here killing it. Do you know what I mean? It's that... It's that cash money mentality I don't need your record label I'm out here selling units mm. have a conversation with me and I'm quite happy because I know my worst day I'm going to be alright so even if I never make millions I'm never going to be like bro do you know mm. what I'm trying to say so I'm cool with that I'm now at a space spiritually and, and in my faith that I don't even chase the success that I was chasing anymore because I know it's already planned for me so all I've got to do is just be a, um, and be busy getting ready for those opportunities because if you get opportunity and you ain't ready that's more detrimental then you just trying to fight for this opportunity all the time. You gotta be busy getting ready. So, so for me, it's more like, yeah, it's good to know Nick Cannon and that. I didn't want to go to LA and be like, Nick, I'm in LA, can you? Help me? No, I'm out there just here. I'm here in it. Mm. If if I get the phone call, I get the phone call. I don't need to be around underneath somebody. You know, Kevin Hart's coming in in January. My phone rings again. Oh, brother, you supporting him this time? Are you doing? No, I don't want to be nowhere near that show because I've already done that. Mm. What? How much time am I must I be under Kevin? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to be under anybody. I'm trying to look what this great man is doing and have my own greatness. Do you know what I mean? Some people get caught gazing that that you miss your own journey. This year, I'm trying to say you miss your own train because you're you're so busy admiring people, and it's good to admire people. But if you look that one second too long, you get stuck there. This year, I'm trying to say, and I'm I'm like. There's nothing that I can gain from going and doing that show again. Nothing because I've done it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not even doing Wild and Out next season because I've done it. It's like, I don't, how many times am I supposed to be Wild and Out? Mm. Like, I, th that can't be taken away from me now. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I don't want to stay on there and be like D Ray and just on there for, the forever time. and everyone else is blowing up around you and yeah. you're still there. That's a very good point. Do you know what I mean? Because then, then people just, after a while, they get <laughs> bored of you, B. Mm. They just get bored of you. You've got to be on the next train when it's coming. And, and, and give yourself like two seasons is enough for me to cement a place there. Kevin Hart wasn't Wild and Out. Some people don't even know. Because he didn't hang around for that. Mm. There was more that he wanted. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. 
Quickly, before we move on to your latest project, what would a wild out girl say? <laughs> you know what, yeah? Like, I ain't gonna lie. When I, the first season, I was like, oh my days. <laughs> I, was, I was gash. You know, like, when you know the rabbit, when the rabbit just smacks his foot. <laughs> Yo, I was like, Yo, what's going on? And I was so ignorant, though, because. Again, I'm so about the business that I didn't know who Rosa Costa was. I didn't know none of that. So I'm sitting there with Rosa's bus and Joe, and then I took a picture of her, I posted it. My Twitter, my yeah. Instagram went mad. And I, I just, I was just ignorantly said to her, who are you? Swear to so that's what I said. And then she, she was so humble with me. She was like, oh, no, nah, I'm like, I've, I'm, I do fitness and I, I'm a model. And I was like, oh, see, okay. I, like, I, I said, I just posted it. You didn't see the Drake video or nothing? No. Nah, you bro. didn't know none of that? None of that, bro. When wow. you do radio, I mean, I'm, I'm different. Remember, I came into radio because I like the presenting yeah. side of that. I don't give a shit about the music like yeah. that I don't yeah. that. that's, that's just 100% yeah. you know how much music videos that, that I didn't know that yeah. I was playing the music every day and I hadn't seen the music video right. do you know what I mean so I didn't know none of that stuff so, but but everyone was saying to me no bro so then I was like yo look at my phone like, it's gone nuts yeah and then she's like laughing but, but she's so cool like really she got the face of somebody that is don't chat to people right. but mm. she's just mad cool she's dope Lolo Doom is like the most beautiful one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met and she's just bad like, she's the baddest yeah like I would say chicks that like, and you know no I know women yeah like <laughs> that girl top two top two ever wow. in life in life sweetheart yeah in life because she's just a beautiful person as well and when you mm. add that to your and there's an innocence about her that she don't she don't know how fine she is okay. and you know what that's I mean, attractive she, as yeah well. she'll get there where she you know what I mean she can start getting gassed yeah. of yeah, course because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know she moved to Hollywood around the same time uh, maybe like six months before me and we were speaking like, all the time about what we are going to do when we get to Hollywood and she's like um, but Nick was said to me oh the game got her now Oh, because he's seen it in it yeah. you, can't, you can't tell him oh she's a nice girl like he's seen it they were all nice girls Yeah, <laughs> they were all nice girls nine months ago do you know what I mean and then they met a basketball player and then that was it <laughs> Into that, you know what I'm trying to say. Then you join that category, but but a lot of them, a lot of them are nice, but they're not all nice. Like you know, I know girls from Streatham Hackney that 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 will kill these girls. You see what I'm trying to say, and that's real. But they won't. We don't celebrate them enough. Right. Right. There is no UK girl that will get paid to host any party. There's, name one. I remember Kojo's Angels, boy, and you had some. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know me. You did some. Yeah. But, but I'm, just saying, I'm just saying because because what we do in this country again, we don't rate ourselves. What we do is this is how America sees us America says British people have amazing actors right. when it comes to the real roles they mm. go to British people mm. biopics British people yeah. most of them we get because we can do the serious roles but they don't think that we're beautiful like that they don't they, no, they get gas when English girls I'm sure you have friends to go to LA and they come back and tell you stories oh my gosh they were like yeah this is like, I can't believe from you like they still with that mentality that British girls are just what they see in films so like the Natives project that I'm doing Bro, I had to pull out some of some of the best of what we got, and that you did, <laughs> and that I Kojo did, and, and and again, these are girls that people are like, I've never seen this girl before. It's all like girls you just see on Instagram all the time, and everyone knows who they are. Yeah. Like I pull them out, b. Shout mm. out to, to China, <laughs> Annalise Days. <laughs> well, that's Britain's next top model, yeah, exactly. runner up. Exactly. Exactly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I want, I've got an American eye on this movie and I want them to look at it and go, yo. Like, just by the pictures on Instagram, they've gone mad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they're now seeing, whoa, like, this is the different wave. And everyone's made um, that, 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 that visualization of, right, like, this is an attractive cast. Even the guys, like, girls are like, yo, like, who, who are these people? And there's, there's this misconception about, you know, people can have like two million followers on Instagram and they feel like everyone knows them. Nah. 
There's a lot more people that ain't on Instagram than are on Instagram. Right. And people don't, people seem to forget that. You see what I'm trying to say? And there's different audiences. Twitter don't react the same way as Instagram and Facebook don't react the same way. They all have their own way of, of, of interaction. Do you know what I mean? But but for me, if I'm going to if I'm gonna um, have a funny comedy, I watch all my favourite films and sitcoms and all that, and there's a one commonality, attractive cast. We just don't do that here. Mm. We're on some, yeah, that it's person's like we talented. Like, we like frumpy. We like miserable, we like yeah. grit. Yeah. 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 We like grit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the people love the cover of Wasteman Diaries. They yeah. look gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then it's like, you've got to be able to kind of um, celebrate beauty. You've got to be able to celebrate talent. But you've got to be able to match those two things as well. Like when we did Funhouse on MTV, I had about 20 girls on there for no reason. Mm. They weren't telling no jokes. <laughs> they weren't telling no jokes but it made people want to watch it more yeah. because there was something else to entertain them rather than just jokes do you see what I'm trying to say and yeah. I feel like if you're going to sell something there has to be more than one reason why people want to, to, to invest in it or, or like it and that's why I'm very confident about this film let's talk about the film yeah we have to talk about we the film we have to talk about the film uh, this weekend. weekend first of all before we talk about the film I have to apologise to Ace yes Ace, <laughs> Ace was Ace, <laughs> this come up on a previous podcast. Did he? You I think I did. <laughs> did I cuss him out? No, we'll just snap I thought I was in. No. I, like, I was in Snapchat. Yeah, what do you mean? It, yeah. I was like, I was, I was, I was venting to. to do you know what? Do you know what? I was winding up Ace as well, just yeah. going. Ah! But do you know what? It's one of those things where, again, it's like, it's just about timing sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Course, and and the, the the want for him to be in it was there, obviously. And and I, I appreciate think, that. And I think that's more. Let's explain what happened. Let's explain. What happened so, no, so Ace yeah. came down to play a security guard. I did. Yeah. And and basically, the day that we were supposed to shoot him, we couldn't actually shoot because we were delayed on the main scenes that we had to shoot. Mm. So and it was raining to, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that, yeah. that held back everything. So mm. then we tried to get him back another day, but as he's a busy boy, he wasn't available. I wasn't. No, nah, he, he was then, just grumpy, innit? <laughs> nah, 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 <laughs> I know you weren't available. Nah, 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 man. And then, and, then, and then again, even I still tried to get him in there with yeah, another yeah, role, but he's a busy guy. I know. I be for flus. I know. So, so again he was busy but but he knows that the intention was there to put him in and, and sometimes I believe everything happens for a reason and there will be more opportunities and yes he's been my brother for time so, Appreciate so, that, so um, and that's what I want to do I want people to and this is how much I care about the scene like I want people to be more than what people think they are do you know what I mean? So when people see Marcus in the movie, they're going to be like, oh, that man's acting as well. Whether you're a great actor or not, it's not that that's, it's people now can see you in something else. Mm. And that's why I try to tell a lot of these MCs, be more than just bars, man. Because if you've got a brand, remember people invest in you, they don't give a shit what you do. When's the last hot song that Beyonce really did? <laughs> no one cares. But because we like her, she can't go wrong. Mm. And that's why I want mm. people to understand about a brand. Like, it don't matter what you do. I, I've been able to do so many different things because people invest in me. If you got to like Koja before you trust me to do anything else. I've never done a play in my life. But when I did a play, people came because they believed in what Koja was doing. Because of the Kojo brand. Right. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Not whether the play was good or not. Mm. They came because they trust what I do and they know that I don't let them down. Exactly. So you brought the Kojo brand or, or shall we say your weight to this brand new project the weekend movie that we, I didn't know until today you wrote five years ago I, yeah, I had no idea so what was the process with that you hooked up with um, is it Sheridan yeah, so but yeah, but Sheridan Demires is the director of the film. It's called The Weekend, and it should be out next year, um, um, which is a crazy year because you have got European Championships yeah. and you got the Olympics as well. So we got to bring it out before that madness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or we're yeah, gonna yeah. get swallowed. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, but yeah. people will be like beers and football. <laughs> got time for a but film. again, yeah. but in 2015, people you don't 
you, people would make a movie in 2010 and bring it out 2013. Exactly. Now they want the content now. Now. Because that's how the videos are. That's how everything online is like now. And this movie will be the first urban movie that reflects the internet generation. Because a lot of people that are in the movie are from online. And there's got, uh, you know, all these people that have been building up their own brands, like Mandem on the Wall, Ashley Inks, um, comedians who have been on the circuit for years. Like, this is their moment to shine and make it genuinely a comedy movie. Because I feel like the process has been so difficult. When I wrote it, I was wrote myself as the lead. And then that was like five years ago, so... Again, people don't make the right decision because they wrote it for themselves. They feel like I gotta be the main guy. Do you mm. see what I'm trying to say? And I feel like, well, you can't convince people that you're at that, that age anymore because you've built yourself as something else. So is it hard to give that up though? Cause no, because if you're smart about it, you find another way. And what I did was instead of being the lead guy, I I played three characters in the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, so wow. so so it's like. No, I got to live one of my dreams, which is the prosthetics. I've seen Martin Lawrence do it. I've seen Eddie Murphy do it. And we did it at a de genuinely decent standard mm. where people aren't going to look at it and go, this is a bad version. They're going to look at it and go, like, we can do this. It's, why don't we do it? What's so genius about it? And there's nothing genius about it. You just got to say, I'm going to do it and make it happen. And man them on the wall for me, you know, I can get three guys to become friends and they'll be good. But then what's better than people who are already friends? Yeah. And already have a fan base. And when we were shooting in Hackney, the kids that were running up to these people on the street while we we're filming reminded me of like, these kids are genuinely out there. Would build, they've built a fan base. 100%. So this is like the Man Them on the Wall movie to a lot of their fans. Mm. And for me, these kids should have had that show a long time ago. What's the, I think they're more talented than it in between us. Way more talented because they've had to do a lot of things by themselves. And it takes someone like myself to give them an opportunity because after this movie, all their opportunities are going to come. But it ain't gonna become because Channel Four saw them or or or, or, or that person saw them. It's because someone that cares about genuinely cares about their talent and knows how talented they are said, "You don't need to do a film." And we didn't talk about it for long. We just got up and done it. So there's a lot of um, new talent. And the reason why I went with new talent and not big household names, which I could have gone for, was because for me, every movie since Kidhood has had Kidhood reference to it. Yeah, comedy, grit, top boy, whatever, like. Everything's come off kiddohood. That's the only movie we've had from the urban community that had no names in it. Everything else, adulthood, we knew the people by then. Uh, Top Boy, we knew people. Like, uh, um, Attack the Block, um, you didn't know the kids, but the two go white yeah. guys, Nick Frost, and, yeah. and like, you knew who they were. So, 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 hence why, okay. But they didn't do, they didn't have the legacy of what kiddohood. Remember, Bullet Boy was for, before kiddohood. Mm. Didn't have the legacy, though. Because we knew Asher D. You know what I mean? But we didn't know no one in um, kiddohood. So for me, this is the biggest movie since then because again, you don't really know anybody. Everybody's on the same playing ground. So there isn't no stigma attached to anybody. Oh, I've seen him in that before. I didn't mm. like him. You get to genuinely believe the characters that you see as well. And you've got people like Ace Squeezy in there who I think so talented. Ashley Ings, I keep saying his name. People are going to see this guy on another level. Serious? People are going to see this guy on another level. I'm telling you. I'm so interested. People gonna see his life. Yeah. yeah. On, if you follow him on Instagram, because he, what he does, he just jumps into people's cars, in it? And he does some madness. <laughs> he, does he jumps into people's cars and goes, drive, man, I just robbed the bank. And you've got a guy going, what are you doing? Get out, my car. And it's funny, but I've taken that Instagram energy and I've put it into something that really matters, which is a feature film. Yeah. First time on set doing a feature movie. Do you know what I mean? And he just is an actor to me now, like properly. And you find the diamonds in the dirt sometimes. You mm. see what I'm trying to say? And, and I don't just work with people. I get to know them. Do you know what I mean? And, and get the, that way I can get the best out of them on set. And when you see what people have come from and the beat, you know, things that they've gone through, 
you you understand why their behavior is a certain way sometimes or some people are uncomfortable with help sometimes you know what i mean because they've never got help before so they're not used to just saying thank you or whatever do you know what i mean so you gotta get to know people that you work with and that's what i choose to do and and he, you know he's someone i pull out a squeezy for me people just think he just does um rap you know rap remixes or whatever that kid's talented and Very. showing is showing teaching him the discipline though because mm. that's what i think he needed to learn the discipline of just doing that don't do more than that just do that because when you watch back you're going to be like yo that was dope rather yeah. than oh i shouldn't have said that or doing too much and and this is how we develop people who have come from rough backgrounds do you know what i mean and there's just too many performers nadine mills as well waiting for an opportunity beautiful girl i've had americans like who's that girl leading girl <coughs> do you know what i mean and then you've got the boutique girls from the film as well like that for me just beautiful girls just beautiful but again there's opportunities for them to do stuff and when you watch Friday there was a whole bunch of models in there mm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air a whole bunch of models weren't actors mm. but they but they got opportunities to build and I feel like mm. this movie should change the game yeah. and and not give us that moment where we've got to wait another 10 years for another thing the, ne the next thing should be cooking straight away do you know what I mean and we want we want to do like another movie as well for the weekend as well in Ibiza so, yeah, gee, so, that is, so, that's, that's why we're in it. That is it. So that's my calling. Yeah. So what is the film about, though? What's the synopsis? The movie is about uh, three kids who are kind of like misfits in the area, the neighborhood. Yeah. They've got like nothing to talk about. Like no, they ain't got secrets. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they ain't done jack. And um, Derek, who's the lead actor and played by Javan Wade, he he comes home from after his first year at uni. And um, he's very bright boy, very intelligent, but he just got he's got like friends who kind of just send him down the wrong path, and they come across some money in a bag swap when he's got his all his luggage at the train station, and then they see the money and it's like, listen, man, people don't respect us in the area. Let's let's get that respect, and they believe money's gonna do that. Right. But but with money comes problems and drama, and when it ain't yours and you're wilding out with it, you gotta account for that. So. It's like uh, the first half is just spending the money and all the stuff that they do with it, and the second half is how they try and get all that money back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's definitely like a like a split film and it's comedy and every time you think they're going to get it back, they don't. And you're like, oh, <laughs> they must get the money back now and they don't. Do you know what I mean? And it's and it's just showing what kids do. They, you know, they kids rap when we was young, about yeah. 19, that like we climbed on blocks and jumped on roofs and done foolishness and that's the real element of what i what i think kids get up to and what i used to get up to that i wanted to kind of have in this and, and and that's all it is but like friday friday was all about two guys that were on a porch that owed a bad guy 200 dollars there was guns in that film there 200 dollars went no big change he just wanted 200 dollars by 10 o'clock in it that's what he's that's what he's asking for like yeah. give him his money in it so 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 but what we've done is keep it simple three kids find money they gotta give it back but it's the extra characters the the bernie max that pop in and come out yeah, yeah. the Ezels that pop in and come out do you know what i mean the midget across the road with a banging wife yeah those are the little things that stick with you and then you start to develop these characters and you, you learn to love them do you know what i mean and there's a barbershop scene that's hilarious. Got a gay barber in there. Then you've got, uh, uh, you know, the main villains, a midget. Do you know what I mean? It's like all of these different things is like comedy and things that will, characters that you people will remember. And I guarantee the movie you got to watch more about three times to get all the jokes. Awesome. I look forward to it. How long did it take to shoot though? Three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks. Yeah, three and a half that's weeks. That's a quick shoot, isn't it? Or is that not? Is that They, they shot Friday in 10, what, 14 days? Oh, wow. Wow. 14 days okay. but, but yeah it, it was just like two two shots maximum from the same thing like there weren't no 
budget. Because I was like, how do you mean there's no budget? Like, if you've got cameras there, you can take as many shots as you want. Mm. Nah, mate. Because <laughs> when you use that sunlight, <laughs> then you got to pay for lights. Right. Then you got to do all, all of those things cost. And I'm, I learned that doing my first feature film. Do you know what I mean? And, and for me, it's like, you know, Sheridan's got a very, like, he speaks visually. That's the director, right? Yeah, Sheridan the yeah, Myers. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. He speaks visually and um, and we, we get there, you know, like if I'm on set and that line don't work, because sometimes you can have a script that's funny and then on set it just doesn't work. So you've got to find a replacement for it or you allow the actor, which is something that I definitely do. Like I write guidelines. I want them to get there because I can pay anyone to read it, but I want someone to bring mm. something to it. Like Samson, KO, Samson, Samson just came in like he, you know, we had KG comedian who was supposed to do it and then he couldn't do it for um, for whatever reason. Um, and then Samson came in and I, I, I tried to see the film without him now mm. and it wouldn't have been the same. Wow. Wow. So I think everything happens for a reason and he's just another diamond in the rough who's going to kill, kill it after this as well. So it's a really, really fresh cast and hopefully the next household names, you know what I mean? The new rap back because... I think it was just all adulthood and kiddohood starts for about what ten years and, and everything. Yeah. So you want to bring a new wave? Yeah, I think I think I think Noah had his people, and I've got my people, and then someone else will have their people. Do you know what I mean? And definitely want to work with Mandem and the Wall again because them boys are they're gone after this. Yeah, Crazy. funny guys as well. Very very, and they're, they're really good kids. Really mm. good kids. Do you know what I mean? And they're just hungry and they know what they deserve, and that's why I instill in them that know what you deserve. Do you know what I mean? And then you'll be all right. Don't let anyone like mug you off. Is the weekend oh. film gonna have a website? Of course it is. Oh. Well. Have you heard about Freedom of Creation? No, I haven't. Share it with me, Marcus. Ace, tell us about Freedom of Creation, please. Uh, Well, their team of designers and developers have had a hand in creating and maintaining some of the most memorable brands in a number of industries. Make your business stand out in the crowd. You could call them free. Free, yeah? Free? Like, you don't pay anything. Yeah. Even if I call from a mobile. Uh, mobile charges may apply. <laughs> okay. Uh, 0800. <laughs> you can call them free today on 0800-802-1028. That's 0800-802-1028. That's right. And if you want to find out, if you want to see an, an example of their work, all you have to do is go to howtokillanhour.com because they designed that website for us, Ace. Big up to them. Do you like it? I like it a lot, actually. It's pretty good stuff. Very easy to use. Yeah. Plus our mugs are on it as well. Okay, so what have you got forthcoming? Um, I'm just trying to just do more films, man. I've, I've got um, uh, me and Sheridan are going to LA to shoot a, a movie with the Wild and Outcast called Schools Out that I wrote. So I'm trying to we're trying to do that in November. Um, and that, again, the whole cast. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah. I like. I really like um, Chico. Chico B. He is funny. Chico. Yeah. <laughs> That guy makes me cry. Chico yeah. is Chico just is very with funny. It. Yeah. Very funny. Guy. But he's a very, very like, very, very nice guy. He's been comedy for about six years. Really? Yeah, six years. Okay. You know what I mean? And and these are people that they're they're at the hunger stage of their careers. You know what I mean? And I hope they maintain that because it's hard when you get success to keep that that natural hunger. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of gone for a little bit because you you get to a place where you're being successful. But he's a very good friend. DC Young Fly is the next very Chris funny. Tucker. Yeah. He's very funny yeah, as well. Next, next Chris Tucker, Timothy Delaghetto, yeah. King Batch, Emmanuel Hudson, Emmanuel yeah. Hudson. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like all of these people, they're all gonna be up in the film, man. Oh, all that's of them. gonna be sick. That's gonna be sick. Coach, like how? It's an expensive process. How do you work out the finances for a film? Like, do you just say, "I like this film. I'm gonna." pay for it myself do you have to talk to studio like how does it work no, there, I mean I mean listen man like if you if there ain't a film I don't think there's a film in, in, that's ever been made that's not come from road money or or people who um, just have multi-million pound businesses that, wow. like Russell that says yeah I want to get involved you know what I mean and, mm. and I wish there was more of those people 
Roadman. W- no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I wish there was more people that who have collateral that just yeah. said, you know what, I'm going to back the scene. You know, like, how, you know how much footballers I spoke to? Uh. I spoke to loads. Five years I've been trying to do this. I spoke to loads of footballers. I put it down to, you don't respect me yet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because someone else might have a conversation. Tiny, Tiny might ring you and go, I got this idea. You might go, yeah. Because you might respect Tiny or you feel like he's got more of a fan base. Tiny temper. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, at, at this, at this uh, precise moment. But I'm like, we've all similarly kind of had very similar stories coming up. And look what I'm doing with nothing. Do you know what I mean? That's why I look at people and say, look what I'm doing with small. Like, what, what could I do if I had a lot? Mm, that's a very good point. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I go to these people and I say, listen, I need help doing this. Because I don't like asking people for nothing. I, I've never had to ask anybody for anything until I've done this movie. Never in my life. Because I've always invested in my own dreams. Because I feel like if you invest in yourself, people want to join in. They don't want to help start nothing. Mm. It's easier to join in. Okay, yeah, that's, that's floating nicely. Let me jump on that train. Rather than help you start it. Not many people do. And, you know, football, I mean, they're not, they don't have to give me anything. But there's a few people that, that, that tweet about the scene and the team should be doing this. But don't tweet about it. Back it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't tweet all that crap. Like, I, everything you hear me tweet, like, there's a substance behind it. And I, and I feel like the scene could be much better if we stop asking people the outside to, for, for stuff. Mm. It doesn't happen that much in America anymore. There's things going on. That's a, that's a good point. You talk, you talk a lot of sense, Pastor Kojo. Yeah, when you've been around great people and yeah. you hear their stories, yeah. there's no difference. And and it just is what it is. I don't want to say it's anything else. I just like to keep it 100 sometimes and say, yeah. I'm trying to make this place better for everybody, not just for black people or Asian people. I feel like this country should really sh- show diversity because that's the real world. Mm. EastEnders, can you not, can you not, you can't tell me EastEnders is the real world. You can't. You cannot tell me that's the real world. That's not even East London anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I'm trying to say? That's yeah. not East London. Yeah. So, so for me, it's like that. that they've st- they've been stuck in this warped um, time. The only thing that you might say is relevant is the flipping flyers that you see on the poster. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or the occasional that, guest DJ that does a cameo <laughs> on E20. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, yes, like, man. come on, there's, 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 it shouldn't be. Oh, there's a new black family in town. There should be like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> do you know what I mean? what they say yeah. oh there's another one but that's what they do there's a new yeah. black family in yeah, town yeah, and yeah, one yeah. black it's family has deal. to get killed off or yeah, leave yeah, yeah. and then come on really mm. in 2015 this it's is what we're doing you're right do you know what I mean that's what right. I'll say just you know I don't think you know the truth is for television I don't believe that I just feel like let's be let's embellish it let's, people don't want to watch reality all the time you don't want to watch what's real you live what's real give me something to aspire to do you know what I mean and that's why I think America do it really well Awesome. You know what, Kojo? Thanks for just keeping it real today, man. You've kept it very real with us. Um, and, and keeping on the subject of realness, I'm going to make this about me for a second. So, like, any pointers on my acting in the film? Like, how, how did I do? I thought, no, do you know what? I, I, thought, I thought he was really good. He's not looking at me when he's no, saying it. He's looking I don't look at, the at floor. people. I don't make eye contact with man. Yeah, you no, do. I don't, I don't, do, don't do them thing there. Yeah, I mean, man, man, don't do them thing. Nah, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, you, you know what I mean? It was, you know, I feel like I, I wanted you to kind of come in and I gave you, a, I, I know you. Like, most of the cast didn't have to audition. Not many of them had to audition because I know them. Mm. I know I know what naturally you, you're like do you see what I'm trying to say so I can go yeah Marcus can come and do that easily and if and then I it allowed you to have fun with it because I didn't say okay you just have to do this because I trust you I don't put you in a position that I don't think that you can deliver so I wasn't second guessing it or anything like that and I feel like I feel it was cool 
I thought it was just a nice little introduction to your acting. And then we'll see we'll see if Spielberg calls you afterwards. You, you know, know what I mean? I'm get acting agent <laughs> out here. You did tell me to do that though, didn't you? No, but I'm just saying like, why, again, it comes back to what I said before, why just be a DJ? Why just mm. limit yourself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How much things that you like outside of music, Ace? Mm. 100%. You like we like people. You love comedy. Yeah, you I love comedy. Boy, do you know yeah. what I mean? So why can't you be in a comedy film or or anything like that? Like I'm involved in anything that I grew up loving. Yeah, I, I don't play football anymore, but I'm always talking about it. I know footballers. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I can't talk about it because I'm a comedian. And I feel like we like to limit each other. Oh, why is Cody trying to do this now? I hear it all the time. But when it's successful, oh yeah, man, I always knew you could. <laughs> <laughs> We know those people. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And, it's like, and 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 you know, I watch leaders. I watch people who lead, and they and, and they and they go through a phase of embarrassment. Pharrell wore that hat, and it was stupid for two weeks. <laughs> that was ridi- that was. Ridiculous, it was stupid yeah. for two weeks, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And then everyone got a hat. He committed to it, though. He committed to but it. This, but this, but but you got to do. That's what leaders do. Mm. They're ridiculed immediately. Yeah. They're still that's stupid. We went. Like, Come on now. Come yeah. on now, Pharrell. That's stupid. Then you see the whole shelf. <laughs> Go on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sold out. Everyone's got it now. Do you know what I mean? And that's and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, people can't be afraid to stand out in front. Because it is it is a scary position to stand out in front and be different. But you got to understand that if leader if you're doing that and you own it, people will follow you. And then you want to be leader start trends. Do you know what I mean? And that's what you gotta be ready for the next thing. You gotta start the next thing. That's what earlier on we was talking about apps and stuff. Mm. You gotta be, you gotta be ahead of the game, man. Why be where the game's at? Why? That's yeah. whack to me. That's boring. How yeah. to kill an hour app coming soon? That was it. Technology. Mm. How has the fact that things are a bit more portable? You can get better quality cameras on set and stuff. How did that affect the filmmaking process? Like, would you have been able to make a film on the budget that you have this year, you ten know, years ago? I feel like we could have made the budget. We could have. I genuinely, I feel like we could have shot this on a damn iPhone. Wow! And let me wow. and let me tell you something. It's bruv, I keep saying it's 2015, yeah, but it really is. Do you know? There's the guy called Owen. I can't remember his last name. Comedian. This is the funniest thing I've heard in comedy. He got. He bought ten iPhones. Yeah, he went to. Uh, he went to Apple. He bought ten iPhones, in it. Yeah, cash. And then he dotted them around the comedy club and he filmed his comedy special. Yeah. 10. No way. Listen, filmed it. No edited way. Edited it, yeah. Deleted all the content off the phones, took it back to the shop. Took his money back. <laughs> Owen Smith. Genius. Right now. That is what genius. Okay. Meanwhile, Kevin Hart spending how much grand? Wow. On, a, on, a, on, on cameras and stuff like that. And obviously, his, his thing's way bigger scale. Yeah. But ultimately, it's the same thing I'm going to put into my DVD player. The same thing I'm going to download. Is it funny or not? That's what I'm going to say. And when I saw this trailer... Man, and you know the iPhone 6 is a dope yeah. camera. Like, bruv, he got 10 of them. Bow, 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 bow. Edited it. Took it back to the shop. Give me my money back, please. That would have costed wow. him 30K. Yeah. I could have cost it with the cameras and all that, lighting and all that foolishness. That would have cost you how much money? It's just people are now being innovative. They're now trying to just get more for less. Um, 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 what's that? Paranormal activity. £12,000. Six, sorry, £60,000 £60, to do that video. And that movie. 200 and something million it made. Wow. Yeah. Why are we out here working hard for? I don't want to work hard no more. you got to be smart about this. Do you know what I mean? Why, why can't somebody... There's a film that won um, an award at the New York Film Festival. Filmed on iPhone. I saw this kid, um, Tommy something. He's on um, Instagram. 
He's got a little high top. Tommy African expensive. Kit. Yeah. Yeah. He's got this Snapchat film that he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like it's just being clever and thinking about different ways to just get out there and not just do what everyone else is doing. Why can't you shoot a movie on, on iPhone? Why? Because it might take more effort to do it, but why can't you if you've got all these different cameras? It's a very good point. Do you know what I mean? There's no yeah. excuse for nobody to be talking about, oh, there's no opportunities. You've got to create them, and it might seem stupid. But when you shoot a movie on iPhone, brother, I'm going to do one. Mm. I'm, I'm going to do one just to see if I can. That's crazy. Yeah. But we're not going to get an Avengers, though, are we, from an iPhone? But, but, uh, but uh, in, you're course, talking in terms of good story. But hey, what I'm saying to you, you say that. You say that. You just earlier said, I'm waiting for the iPhone 9 to come out. <laughs> Things are only going to get better on your phone, bro. It's true. And you yeah. say that Especially now. Especially that Snapchat update that bruv, everyone's guessing bruv, about. See? Yeah. I, no, I can't get it for some reason. Why? What? Because you need a better phone. Guys! <laughs> <laughs> upgrades in about two weeks. Don't worry. I was patiently waiting. I was yeah. like you. Yeah. Then I got an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> now patiently I'm with, waiting. Now I'm, I'm <laughs> with the cool <laughs> kids. Yeah. Seriously though, Apple, you put us top of new and noteworthy. Ace needs help. I need help, man. He's, he's, like me. he's on an iPhone 3GS. Oh, wow. <laughs> That 3GS, you know, <laughs> that's the first one. I mean, it, 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 I mean. No, I'm coming, don't worry, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, thank you very much for today, Kojo. Appreciate and, um, that. if people want to holler at you, get in contact with you, see what you're up to, how can they do that? Official Kojo, official K O J O on everything, everything that matters. Cool. And where are you going to be for the next few months? This is dropping on Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm going to be probably like I'm going back to LA for a bit and then I come back, um, I think beginning of December. And then, um, yeah, just going to be doing some stand-up shows here in the UK for Christmas and stuff. And then pilot pilot season in LA as well is where all the new shows okay. um, come up and people start pitching stuff. And I've got some ideas of stuff that I've created that I want to um, get. There's some of my managers working on that out there. And, yeah, I'm just, I just want to just start telling stories. I think next year, realistically, we're going to go hard with the weekend movie. Like, I'm, we're, we're going to schools around the country and just mm-hmm. taking the kids, like, man them on the wall to meet the kids. And yeah. I'm old school with it. I think internet is great, but it's not everything. And I think so many people are on it now. So many things are missed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like people aren't getting the amount of likes they they used to because <coughs> you post something and it's it could literally be gone if that person's following yeah. thousands yeah. of people. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you gotta sometimes just go to people and go, "Yo, like the kids are here, like meet them, take a picture, get an mm. autograph, all of that stuff," and and really make this engine big. The soundtrack we've got, which has been done by SOS, uh, Mikey and Mo. Um, um, Samuels and they're, they're doing the soundtrack and it's going to have like your wretches on there Stormzy Sick. and everybody like I want the scene behind it and then you've got a comedy tour that we want to do with all the comedians in the movie as well so there's so many outlets to create money from this and then the film comes out you know what I mean so that, we're, we're talking to distributors now and they'll be stupid not to sign this I, I genuinely feel like they'll be stupid not to sign it but it will give us a very good indication of where the scene's at uh, does the film got a certificate? 12 we wanted 12 we wanted to be 12 yeah 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 that's okay. why I had to lose all the F's alright all, all, no all the F's all the F's had to go a couple of shits are in there but yeah. cool. but F's had to go shit's okay a shit's, a shit's yeah, okay yeah, yeah, some shit's okay. for a 12 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no shits. F's at all no F's no I think F's. some PG's have got shits in them yeah really it's parental guidance mm. okay but, but yeah the F words probably definitely have to yeah because you just limit you just limit yourself yeah. there. do you know what I mean and, and does the F's make the job better no no what about clarts? Are they allowed in film? Do they do they get picked up? Clarts? And there's no nudity, I can, I can imagine. No, but there... Um, I'm trying to think. There's kissing. No sex scenes. Um, is sex scene allowed? Sex nah, scene? nah, nah. Te- sex scene. Implication of a sex scene. Is that allowed, like, kissing and then waking up the next day? 
That's yeah, no, cool. that's fine. I yeah, think that's cool. fine. Yeah, I think I think you see your parents wake up the next day, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Some people saw more. <laughs> Some people traumatized. I'm sorry for your eyes, Marcus. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I think overall, and I had an international eye on it, as I said. So. Yeah. You know, not too many fans, and you get me wow. those. Okay. I, I think even as us as British people, when we hear that, we feel a little bit it's like oh, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's obvious. Too, yeah, it's just too like much. Saying, What's going on, fam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. someone, someone did that thing on uh, YouTube where they took all the bloods from Kidulhood yeah. and just put them together. So it's like blood, 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 blood. No way. It's like, it's like twelve minutes you of blood. You see what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I feel like. It makes me cringe a little bit when yeah, I hear that, and yeah. I want I want America to just be able to watch it, get it, and yeah. and be in and and understand that role, like because they're gonna be shocked. Yeah, they're gonna be shocked and be like, yo. And I genuinely feel like if they like attack the block, they're gonna love this. Wicked. They're gonna love this. You I know? can't wait, man. Mm. I can't. Wait. I'm excited. Me too. Especially for my part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in the IB for a sequel, fam. Kojo's just going to cut me out if I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> you, it, uh, Marcus room floor. played uh, uh, a car hire salesman <laughs> that will not be moving to, to, to IB for yeah, yeah, he's he's be an IB for yeah, he's not. He's not. He's like, no, people need I'm hiring cars. boats now. No, people need hire cars. I'm hiring people need yachts cars now. I'm for Kojo. Like, I'm hiring yachts cars. now, babe. Pets. pets so I'm hiring pets. pets. Yeah, quads. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are right in part two yeah, as we speak. Nice, right now, nice. So. But yeah, um, thank you for spending all this time. We've Big killed up, way more than an hour. Oh, it's been well on. worth it, though, Kojo. No, I appreciate you guys, like, man. Thank, thank you for the bring-ins for myself and obviously on Ace's behalf mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. like, yeah, man, just bruv. When the films drop in, come in with the boys. Yeah, oh, and for we'll sure. do this again for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, there's gonna yeah. be there's gonna be a mad like media promo run. We're gonna do something that again, like. Just as you wrap this up, like I'm, I even said to Sheridan, man, listen, we might just not even need a deal, mm. and, and that's why I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be afraid of like owning our content. Do you know what I mean? It's like we always go to someone else for it, and I'm like, if we create that buzz, that's so so mad. You know, I was watching Baff's interview, yeah, on Not for the Radio, for the radio. Um, and he was talking about that that moment with where Chip was so hot, and it was like, yeah, like the big the label gave him the big marketing. And it went platinum, but he was like half that. We would have been millionaires. Wow. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. because but but he's wanted the deal. He wanted yeah. to get signed. And those are sometimes you know you got to take calculated risks sometimes. And I feel like if you're building organically, I you know doing radio, everybody came to me when they wanted to promote their films. Mm-hmm. Some people had no had paying PRs, but they had no promotion. There's movies that you've heard about a lot. You didn't even know that was out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We're going in on this. Like one thing, I, the easy part starts for me now because getting the film over the line is hard. You know what I mean? But but the, once it is done, oh, I'm, I make noise with anything that I do. do you know and I mean? you got the right cast as well that are gonna make oh, noise, yes. and I've yes. got the backing to make yes. noise, and their backing's gonna make noise. And so I, I, you, yeah, you probably could do it on your own. But this, but this is what I'm trying to say, and I feel like there's no reason to do a screening, a crazy screening, and just be like. Wow, it's on iTunes right now. Mm. Get it right now after the screen, and everyone in the room's tweeting it. That's crazy. Do you know what I mean? All the people on the soundtrack yeah, tweeting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, look at Stormzy's on a freestyle right now. A freestyle and Capital have to play it. <laughs> wow, Capital have, have to play Madness. it. They have to. Do you know what right I mean? before we get out of here, yeah, Kojo, yeah. we do something called Killer Question. I threw that out there a little while ago. That's why I was tweeting. I wasn't being rude to you, bro. I promise. Right, cool. um, just You're the only one here with reception anyway. 
Is it? <laughs> even share the Wi-Fi code. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? You could tell. You could have put the Wi-Fi code in his pocket. You know, you but man, man typed it in his pocket, so no one. <laughs> you could have tapped it off me. You know what? We're in a brand new studio today. No, um, yeah, no, yeah. You we are, we've never been here before. We can't prove it. As well, the Wi-Fi password's on the wall. If you're a future guest, but um, yeah, just a couple more. Rampton, she Go actually on. got in contact on the Facebook, and I wanted to ask this as well. She goes, Kojo, you're always here and there. When do you find time for women? Wow. I don't know if she's asking direct. Let's look at the picture. <laughs> Maybe I won't show you that. Look at the picture. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what? Like, there's always time. There's, al- there's always time. People, let's not get it gassed out. When you tell people you're busy, it's according to whoever wants your time, innit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can have all the time yeah. in the world if you really like someone. But, um, but for me, I- I'm now at a stage where I spent so much time on my career that I don't as much anymore. So I make more time. Like, I'm the only person in my immediate family with no kids. Do you know what I mean? So right. now I gotta have that side of yeah. my life that I have to I have to have now because it gives me another chapter to my comedy. Okay, I want to do a new special that I'm planning to do next year and just be talking about the same old stuff. Do you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? And I have to have something new. And, I, and I'm doing Hammersmith Apollo next year, and, and that's gonna be my best my, my, my best special I believe so far. That is gonna because that that would be like where I'm at spiritually, but it will also be where I'm at in my life as well. And I hope that. There's a, there's a next level to, to, to me, you know what I mean? So, so nice. If you're a good looking lady out there, Kojo's looking for kids. Looking to breed up the place. That's for the breeding. Looking for the breeding. I've got so my family. They're coming out to... rapping as well. Yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to get with a twin. Yes. You know what I mean? Just, yes. Come on, I've got asthma, man. You've got to make this the probables. Let's wrap this, Kojo. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys, man. Cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.